Hello, and welcome to the SIRS Group Podcast. I am Barbara. And I'm JC. And today we are going to dig into JC's health story, which is uh, an exciting topic. So for the first question, <laughs> I, um, JC, what were your initial symptoms that you experienced? So I had been a carnivore for about two years, and then all of a sudden I started having some pretty serious health problems. It didn't start out very serious. I actually started with plantar fasciitis, which I later learned is a SERS hallmark symptom. I was going to say syndrome, a symptom. Um, From there, I suffered from that for a couple months, tried a bunch of different things. Nothing really alleviated that pain. It just got progressively worse. And then my eyes started to flare and I found out that I had something called uveitis, It's inflammation of the uvea or the interior of the eye. Uh, A similar thing would be called irisitis. If anyone's familiar with that, it's very similar to uveitis, but that's inflammation of the iris instead of just the interior of the eye. Uh, And then I started having GI symptoms. Everyone's fave. I would have urgent diarrhea about every hour on the hour, even through the night. And it was agnostic. To whatever I had eaten. It was just anything just passed straight through me. It was awful. And then from there, I started having really extreme joint pain. Um, well, I thought it was joint pain and it turned out to be enthesitis or enthesis, which is inflammation of tendons and ligaments. So my plantar fasciitis started in July. Then I got the uveitis in October. The GI symptoms started early November And then by mid-November, I was in agony. I could barely walk. And when I did, I needed a cane. The worst parts for me were the mornings. Um, My back would be so stiff that it was very difficult for me to get out of bed. And it was too painful to walk in the morning. So I would actually crawl into the bathroom every morning. Wow. (laughs) So from all of this, I was actually diagnosed with uh, ankylosing spondylitis which is a spondylarthropy. Can we um, just pause for a moment and appreciate how many crazy words you've been diagnosed with just so far? Like, I mean, anyway, sorry, continue. Like every single thing has been a, an interesting name. <laughs> no, name. I completely agree. And every time, you know, doctors just say things to to you when you're in a, an appointment and it's, it's interesting when you're in, in an appointment, you're like, okay, what is this? And then you go home and you research it and you're like, wait, what is this? <laughs> I still don't quite understand. So I actually, I had x-rays done. I had an MRI done to confirm that I have, it's called non-radiographic axial ankylosing spondylitis, which essentially means I have all the symptoms of ankylosing spondylitis, but I don't have any sort of spinal fusion, which is like what happens with ankylosing spondylitis is eventually your spine he- fuses to your hips. Sorry, wow. it's been a long day. So my my words aren't coming to me. Oh, but... you're saying all the words remarkably well then. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> I was also diagnosed with something called reactive arthritis. Um, so it basically means that my ankylosing spondylitis was triggered by something. Now, when you ask your doctor like, okay, but what? They're like, I don't know. And that's the thing that always bothers me about doctors is like, okay, I didn't come to a magician. I came to a scientist. (laughs) How do you like, 
I feel like I would be so frustrated if I were a doctor and I went to medical school for all that time. And then I become a doctor and my answer to patients is like, it's the ethers like that. I would just be so upset. I know a neuro, someone who was studying to be a neurosurgeon who literally dropped out because that's exactly like he was like, I spent all this money on to be able to think. And then I'm not allowed to think literally the hospital will keep me from thinking the board will think, keep me from thinking because you can't, you can't go outside of any parameters. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, just to wrap that up. At one point I asked my rheumatologist, you know, is there any supportive therapies I can do to kind of support my recovery from this? And he was like, no, he said, no. And I, I was like, really like diet exercise, none of that. And he was like, oh yeah, you should you should do that. It's part of a healthy lifestyle. And so I was like, okay, so there are supportive therapies that I can do for this. I think he was concerned I wasn't going to take the meds. Mm -hmm. Um, So he didn't want to say that anything else might help. And I kind of get that because you don't want to give patients false hope either. And as we know, I don't actually have ankylosing spondylitis. What I have is SIRS and it's manifesting some autoimmune issues. And so he must feel really bad that he can't actually help his patients. Right. Yeah. And, and to clarify, um, for those listening, this all happened in 2021, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is, this has been going on, you know, for a while, like that when you're in that much pain, that's a while, that's quite a while. Um, cause we're recording this in the first week of 2023. So, um, so those are your, your initial symptoms. What brought you to your diagnosis? So my story is very similar to yours. I, in April of 2022, so this is about six months of suffering from all these symptoms. I had a rheumatologist appointment and I was given some news. I thought I had one more medication I could try to control my pain. And he kind of informed me that there was kind of a three month lead time to being able to do that. And I was just imagining three more months of that much pain. I'm sorry. I was just imagining three more months of that much pain. So I did a story on Instagram about how I didn't think I could live with this quality of life anymore. And I was really starting to consider like, how do I do life moving forward in this much pain? What if the medication doesn't work? I was in a very dark place, but I posted a story on Instagram and uh, Judy Cho from Nutrition with Judy happened to see it. And she, she reached out and she was like, hey, you might have SIRS. I completely ignored her. I was like, no, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> Ignored her. And she, she ended up reaching out again. And thank God she did. She was like, I really think you have SIRS and you should look into it more. Um, so I ended up spending that weekend and I just consumed like 50 hours of SIRS content. And thank goodness I did. It really got me on board. I understood the science. I understood the mechanisms behind it and how it could be related to my autoimmune symptoms. And so from there, I started doing the VCS test and the blood work. Awesome. Yeah. Thank, thank God for Judy. Seriously. Um, so that was in April of, uh, 2022. So what are you currently experiencing or how has that looked since then? How's your treatment been? So I started treatment in June. I kind of paced my treatment. Um, I didn't have all of the money I needed to be able to do the blood work and then schedule an appointment and do the medication immediately. So I kind of paced things out so that I could afford treatment essentially. Um, So I was 
diagnosed early May from the blood work. And then I had my first SERS appointment in June. So it was like, I was just doing one thing a month. Yeah. Um, so I've been on treatment since June of 2022. So that is six months um, as we're in the first week of 2023, as you said. And I had some pretty immediate relief from the medication to the point where I had buy-in, right? Like I knew yeah. it was working, Yeah. Um, but I was still in a toxic environment. So I have a bunch of the different genetic markers like you. I ha also have the really like fun wild card one of everything. Um, but what happened to be my biotoxin was very likely mold from the house I was living in. So in July, I actually moved locations. I moved from Florida to Colorado and my healing just got exponentially faster for me. Um, by September, I was, I had zero pain for the first time in over a year, which was just a, a crazy, amazing experience. Um, and through this healing, which I'm not even through the protocol all the way, I was able to travel. So I had a work trip to Spain and I went to the UK and um, visited you in Las Vegas. And I, I don't think any of that would have been possible. I would not have felt well enough to do any of that had I not done the amount of SARS treatment I had. Um, now it's January. I'm still doing the binders and my next step is going to be the VIP. I actually have a an appointment next week. And so I'll get on the VIP spray. Plan is to do that for a few months and see how, see where I land. Well, that's all. It's exciting. It's been a very long road. Um, anyone who follows you on Instagram kind of saw glimpses into all of that pain that you listed out. Um, but I don't think people, I, even if you see glimpses on Instagram, it doesn't quite convey like how much just terrible pain you were in that whole time. So I'm so glad that you're past that so past that. Uh, it's amazing. And that's uh, why we're here talking about it, because we want anybody who's in that kind of pain or even at a fourth of that pain to know that SERS treatment works and it's quite possible that it can apply to whatever people are experiencing. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, JC. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to say about your experience thus far? Yeah, I guess I would just say uh, I have kind of an extreme case from what we've seen about SARS people. The autoimmune uh, presentation put me kind of at a more extreme level of pain than some people with SARS experience. Um, but I will say that like you, there's no reason to live your life any less than your best. So even if it's not pain that's motivating you, if it's the fact that you don't feel like yourself anymore, I I think looking back, I think it's hard for me to understand how much pain I was in. I was clearly in enough that I was considering drastic steps. But for me, one of the biggest benefits of SERS treatment has been like getting my brain back and feeling like myself again. And I just don't think there's there's not a price tag to that. There is no amount of money or resources, time, energy that I wouldn't put towards that. And I'm just so grateful. Judy reached out to me multiple times and I will never ignore that woman again. Um, but also like, I just think it's, it's so worth it to be yourself. And I don't think if you don't have SIRS, you won't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and guys, it's not, 
age. You're not just getting older. Like I know we're relatively young. I'm in my thirties, you're in your twenties. Um, but there are people who are older and they'll just chalk it up like, oh, my brain isn't what it used to be. Like, nah, that's not, it shouldn't be normal. And like, yeah, if you're eating the standard American diet, that's its own issue. But if you're doing carnivore or you're doing something, like you're doing all the healthy things or whatever works for your body and you're still feeling like this, like it's not just because of age. I, I don't buy that. No, we've seen enough people who are older than us uh, go through SIRS treatment in our group and they say the same exact thing. Yeah. They didn't feel like themselves. They felt like a ghost of a human. They felt it's almost, I, I, I thought of it as like, I felt soulless. Like I just felt like there was a black pit of despair inside of me all the time. And I was not an actual human being. It was such a weird out of body experience. And I'm just so grateful to feel like me again, to be out of pain, to be moving forward and to have the bandwidth to help other people. Cause that's definitely something that's so close to my heart and something that I didn't feel like I could do when I was at my worst. Absolutely. And I think this brings us back to the fact that SIRS is the Dementors. Yes. You know, I was going <laughs> to say it. And then I was like, I can't steal that from you. It's too good. Oh, please. You have please. to say it. No. <laughs> SIRS Always. is the Dementor. Yeah. And your binders are the Patronus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we love you if you got that reference. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, thank you again for sharing your story. Um, it's It's been a lot. And I'm so glad that you're on the other side of it. Uh, and I am excited for when we do these, do an update of like both of us are fully past the healing and we're uh, the treatment and we're all fully good. And we'll we'll redo these episodes uh, as like a a checkup or a, an update. I love that. Can't wait. Fun. Yep. Thanks guys.